Ultra. to Lord of the Rings Minute, the lesser podcast <laughs> of greater movies by minutes. <laughs> uh, no, we're the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one horrible sound effect at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, And today we're talking about Minute 17. Which starts with Saruman completing his sick burn from yesterday. You are a lesser son of greater sires. Is that a your dad joke? Yeah. Okay. Um, it counts. <laughs> you worthless son. Where um, is he? Where is my worthless son? Aww. Denethor, slow down. We're not there yet. Dude, Faramir doesn't show up till minute 100. Right. There's the worthless son. We got... How <laughs> dare you? Um, he has his uses. And... They are few. Um, this minute ends um, with not a bang, uh, not a whimper, but a squish as Saruman and a, and a crunch is impaled by the wheel. Um, so we were watching this minute and it ended and we both like yelled like we were at a sports game. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like the most perfect minute break period so far in this. <laughs> Previous two movies, so far in this one, it's a perfect I minute know. break. I feel like there are other good minute minute enders. It's no, it's it's the sound effect. Okay. The entire sound effect is boom. It's done. very visceral and um satisfying <laughs> question mark. I mean I think so. Ugh. Um Yeah. It's let's, perfect. Let's, let's talk about the rest of this. A lot happens in this span of sixty seconds. Yeah, sure does. So, once again, Theoden appeals to, to Grimma. Mm-hmm. Come down. How? Be free of him. There must be stairs. There's gotta be. We never see, like, a door, a ladder, nothing up onto the top of Orthanc. There has to be, like, fire escape or something. That, right? That's a... It's not up to fire code, Saruman. Yeah, we talked about Orc Osha. I remember that, this. That Numenorian fire code Numenorian. when this was built. <laughs> There's got to be, like, scaffolding, something. Yeah, there has to be a way down. But we never see one, so it's just like, how? How is he going to jump? We see how well that goes. He misses the spires on the building, to be fair. Yeah, he does. Just... He doesn't skin himself on the side of the building on the way down. It's a perfect 10. I don't know about that. It's like an 8.5. I don't know. It's a pretty... He lands on his back. How many times does he spin? Like Quite a few. But, like, he lands on his back. This is, like, a perfect 10. It'd be, like, the perfect hands down, like, dive, you know. Dive into the Break the water. Yeah, Yeah, perfect. No, this is, like, 8.5. Like, it's it's cool that he doesn't stick the landing. Or he does. He does, yeah. The landing sticks him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Not as bland. Um, Wormtongue gets slapped. He's called a cur, yeah. which is nice, like, continuing to use this, like, the brats roll around on the floor with the dog's imagery. You gross man. You gross, worthless dog of a man. Dude, that is that does a disservice to adorable dogs. Yeah. I think cur is a good insult word. 
it's very Shakespearean. Yeah. Tolkien used a lot of Shakespearean That's language. That's the first time I heard that word. Yeah. You cur. It's like, isn't it? Makes me think of the word cad. I always like, cad? I always put those two together in my brain. I feel like they're similar, but um, there's like different subtlety things. Right. Like a, a cad is, is like a thief, a skulker. A cad is more of like a, to me, a cad is more of like a, oh. like a playa. You know what I mean? Mm. Like a ladies' man? Yeah, you know who would be a, a cad? Is, um, I can't remember the name of the character. We just watched King Lear. The guy, God Loves a Bastard, that guy. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. He's yeah. a cad. Yes, yes, because he is a bad guy, but also he, doesn't he seduce one of his daughters? The, the Lear's daughters? I think so. It's been a while since we watched that. It's real good, though. Um, who does he seduce? I'm trying to remember. Oldest sister? I think so. Think so. I don't remember if it's her or uh, Regan. I think it might be the oldest one. It could be Regan. She's the middle one. Yeah. yeah. Should rewatch that. It's, it's good. Ed- Edmund is the bad one, and then Edward is his brother. That sounds right. Yeah. That yeah. sounds right. King Lear. I I am a Hamlet stan myself. So, but King Lear is like legit. I like Macbeth. Macbeth is my favorite. But yeah, tragedies. no, he he is a cad. Yes. Um. Also, great soliloquy. Yeah. Iago from uh, Othello, I think. Is a cad? Uh, I think he's more of a cur. A cur? Yeah. 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 I don't know. Well, who else would be a, a cur in Shakespeare? Tybalt? No. No? Well, yeah. I mean, according to Romeo. <laughs> I don't even, like, I don't even know if cur is really quite the right word for worm tongue. He's not like overly aggressive. He's manipulative. He's a manipulative bastard. He's not like the. He's not aggressive. When I think of Kerr, I think of like a mean dog. Ah, oh, I see. Because I think that that's what that word is like. That's what that word means. Right. But like, Wormtongue isn't like a mean dog. He's a, he's a broken dog. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, he he literally kicks the puppy. Yeah. He's this poor, abused dog. That's so sad. No. How dare you? Um, yeah, so he gets slapped, and then Wormtongue snaps and stabs. Brad Dourif's facial expressions are so good right there. Mm-hmm. Just when he's pulling out the knife, when Saruman is, like, trying to negotiate coming down peacefully. Yeah. I will not be held prisoner. <laughs> as he is stabbed in the back. And the look on Gandalf's face is, like, somewhere between, oh, he deserved that. Oh, he deserved that, and a, and a wince. It's yeah. Like, he's like, oh, it's right on the line. Dang it! No, it's it's very much like a oh, man, like. <laughs> but like, there's there's just that hint of a yeah, he totally deserved that, yeah. like smile at the edges of his face. Like, it's, I would rather this not be happening because he has information that we need, but but I'll allow it. He deserves it. Why does Legolas get stabbed twice? Why does Legolas shoot Wormtongue? Probably hoping that if he shoots him quick enough, Saruman won't die. Ah. Not for seeing him falling off. I like to imagine that Wormtongue's last conscious act was shoving Saruman as he fell backwards. Oops. Just, oh, I'm dead. So is he. Rot. Um. I guess because we see two of them, this is like a good time to talk about this idea of the the threefold death, which is like something I never really explored. 
mm. is a like a thing in Celtic and Germanic myth and and ritual. Uh, Richard Taylor brings it up in the commentary. Is it in that the art commentary? Um, I I th- yeah, I Rich- think it and is. someone else brings it up too. Someone else, I think it's John Howe talks about it for a little bit. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this idea of the the threefold death, like you got to kill a wizard three times. You know what that um, reminds me of? It reminds me of Rasputin. Yeah, yeah. So, so speaking of the threefold death, uh, I have an ancestor that experienced a threefold death. What? He was executed a terrible way. Uh, for crimes against is it like, like the really, nobility or what? Uh, I have an ancestor who was hung. Okay. And then his remains were drawn and quartered. What the? Left was burned. What did he do? Uh, I think he was accused of witchcraft. Oh. Whoa. That's hardcore. So yeah, that kind of proves your point, right? Yeah. So like, that's a thing. And I didn't know that that was like a greater thing. Yeah. Like a greater superstition. Yeah. You gotta... Well, like three is a power number. Right. And... While we don't know for sure, like the idea that like the the three part death thing, nowhere could I find like any greater thought about why that might be the case. But to me, the idea of like this threefold death would be killing the mind, the body and the spirit. Hmm. It's been a while since I've read Dracula, um, but with vampires, you have to stake them through the heart and then cut off their head and then burn them, right? Or, like, stuff their mouth with holy wafers, stuff like that, yeah. Usually it's, like, multiple stages to make sure they yeah, stay dead. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what the staking from the heart, through the heart thing comes from? It's no. actually from older zombie me- myths, not about, like, vampires. Oh, really? Uh, where the idea was that to prevent a corpse from rising, you would nail their body to their coffin. God, that's so intense. <laughs> Dude, humans are messed up. Well, yeah, we have this fear of dead things. So, like, through history, there's all this stuff that we've done to make sure that the dead doesn't come back. Yeah. Uh, there are all these superstitions. So... You have an ancestor that was tried for witchcraft? I, th- I think so. That's hardcore. His, his family was called the Devil's Brood in, like, writings. What? Yeah. Shut up. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, It was hung, drawn and quartered, and then what was left of him was the burned. The Devil's Brood sounds like... A metal band. Right? I think they were... I think it was, like, about witchcraft. It was, like, um... They were, uh... I saw Goody Norman dancing with the devil. Right. They were... They were, uh, French-descended nobility in England. Ah. So, that probably explains that. What are they doing? Eating cheese and drinking wine? (laughs) Burn that! Witchcraft! (laughs) They're taking a bath more than once a week! Curse them. Oh my god. Do you know when? Um off not off the top head. of my head. My dad would know. Because yeah. he's like a genealogy person. It's the family history. Dude, that's hardcore. Yeah, it's really hardcore. So if I Googled the Devil's Brood and I They might come up, yeah. What? That's awesome. I think the the family name I'm pretty sure is Plantagenet. What? Like the royal like Yeah. Shut up. For real? Yeah. That's so cool. Isn't there a royal family? That's the Plantagenet? Yeah. Like, are there English nobility now, right? Yeah. Okay. Legit. No, there's like, there, there's... When you start doing genealogy, like, in the, like, people who are descended from people who came from England. Yeah. There's this, there's this saying that every, every Englishman walking the face of the planet is at least 16th cousin. Ew. 
Uh, so <laughs> that's a thing. That's so funny. It's a small island. Yeah, I guess. All right. Gross. So, like, when you start going back through like family histories of uh, the British and the Irish and this and the, and the Scottish and all that, you find lots of connections between people. Mm-hmm. especially in royal families and, like, where royal families came from. Well, yeah, I knew that. And that spreads out into the general populace. Like, because a lot of the people that were able to come to the New World first were people who were better off. Mm. And so those people have, like, relations with people that were related to the nobility. I can't believe you have. That's so cool. <laughs> Spooky. My dad has a my dad has a has a book at home somewhere that like talks about this like it's a historical text about your your witchcraft about yeah about how this guy was killed that's like so, it, it's mentioned in the book interesting um yeah I didn't realize that was a thing either uh but they're like yeah threefold death in Celtic pathology and I'm just like oh shoot yeah like of, Celtic course. of course of um, course <laughs> wow so yeah Sarwan gets stabbed and then he falls off this tower Mm -hmm. and gets staked through the heart by this wheel which is a dracula reference it's something peter wanted to have happen so funny peter was just like we want to stake christopher lee through the heart because he played dracula (laughs) (laughs) with a big wooden stake what a nerd yeah uh and then when this wheel turns he's gets drowned so like it's three deaths but what actually kills him he's still alive when he falls because he's breathing i I would say this he's not moving when his head goes in the water i will say that like the um the I guess it's famous at this point where Peter Jackson is like directing Christopher Lee and how to act when he gets stabbed <laughs> and he's like Peter do you know the sound a man makes when, when he's, he's stabbed, stabbed in, in the back, back. And Peter's like no I do <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing just I do uh, God what a legend because even up until his up until his death Christopher Lee was still bound by like secrecy act stuff from his work in the SAS. There was stuff that he just legally wasn't allowed to talk about from World War II. That's crazy. What a boss. Right? Holy crap. Peter, have you stabbed a Nazi and watched him die? What a hero. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I can't get over that your family has, like, witchcraft eyes. <laughs> eh, you know. It is what it is. That's so cool. I wonder if I can if I can, if I can find the person and I can find, like, a link to the description of all that. Maybe I'll put it in the Facebook group. Yeah. I think that's interesting. See if I can find it. I'll just send my dad a message and be like, what was this guy's name? I like historical precedent for, like, weird folklore stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's another example that's, like, a really famous example. The uh, Lindo Man. Oh, yeah, you were talking about those bog bodies. A bog body uh, who is from, like, somewhere around the turn between B.C. and A.D. Somewhere between 2 B.C. and 119 A.D. is when this body would have died. That's a really long swath of time. I, I mean, being at the bottom of a bog and, like, having so much damage done to the cellular structure of the body to preserve it makes it a lot harder to date. That's fair. Like when you when you look at like what the ideas are for the span of time in which some of the mummies that were found in like the Valley of Kings, mm-hmm. those are pretty wide bands too. Oh. Because they're so well preserved, it's really hard to tell. You know how like every kid has like their either a dinosaur phase or like an Egyptology phase? I kind of went through both. Oh, see, I was, like, solidly in Camp Dinosaur, mm. so I never really got into, like, the whole mummies thing, you know? Mm. Mummies are really cool. It's a shame on how, uh, it's a shame how a lot of that stuff was gotten. Yeah. Literal grave robbers. Yeah. 
At what point does it stop being archaeology right. and start being grave robbing? <laughs> so would the um would the the gross bodies in the dead marshes be bog bodies? I think so. I mean, they're more directly supposed to be references to just like the aftermath of the right. battlefield no, in general. I, yeah. But yes, I, I would say they qualify as bog bodies. And probably... What is the difference between a marsh and a bog? I, I don't know if there is, is one. Is it like the acid content of the water? Maybe. <laughs> so there's been literally thousands of bog bodies found all over Europe. But Lindoman is special in that he comes from a period where they are unaware uh, historically and contextually of any real uh, religious practices around how to how to dispose of the dead. Did they just chuck him into the bog? No, this is the three. This is a threefold death body. Like he was strangled, which implies either he was strangled by a person or he was hung or something. His head was stove in and he was stabbed his, his, or his, his throat was slit. So he was hung. Someone hit him in the head real hard with a blunt object and then they cut his throat and then they dumped him in the in the bog. But this guy's body also doesn't show anywhere from like a life of hard work. And he was a guy in his mid-20s. So it's also like he seemed to be an important person. He wasn't a hard worker. He wasn't someone who spent his life like farming or hunting. So they think he was someone important. The way he was killed doesn't suggest it was like a quick murder and robbing and a dump in the bog. He was seemed to have been dumped in the bog purposefully and like positioned purposefully. But he comes from a time period where uh, things like how he was disposed of just didn't seem to occur. So he's like a really unique specimen of a bog body. Weird. Because some of what was done to him aligns more with things from like the prehistoric period instead of the late Iron Age period in England, I guess. Mm. So like he's kind of a mystery. I like I just read like a little over half of the Wikipedia page. <laughs> like I trying to find information about this threefold death thing. Yeah. Uh like the there's a Welsh myth that is like the inspiration for Merlin that also contains two examples of the threefold death. One where he predicts it for a boy and then one where he predicts his own death. It's hardcore. And the way that Merlin dies is he falls off a cliff, lands on a spike, and drowns. Oh, wow. Okay. Or the way that this inspiration from Merlin dies. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, a direct thing to Saruman yeah, yeah. here, which is kind of cool. Huh. And he's pushed off the cliff by, like, uh, shepherds, sheep herders, common folk, which is, like, ostensibly what Grimma kind of is. Yeah. Instead of, like, a shepherd, he's, like, a horse. Yeah. Horse master. Theoden horse master. <laughs> so that's all cool stuff. Yeah. Around how Saruman dies. It's a really satisfying minute oh, break. Oh, God. It's it's perfect because it's like the sound like just completes and then the minute stops. Crunch oof. Mm. Big oof. No thanks. I want my back to make that sound when I'm getting a massage. Squish? No, the crunch. Oh. And then just like, oh, all the tension is gone. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know. Loosen him right up here. You just have to have your your horrible servant stab you twice and then push you off of a really tall building. Yep. Also, digital shot of the fall. They wanted to do uh, a zoom down the side of the miniature, but they couldn't get the camera up high enough and far enough away to like get the shot the way they wanted. Mm. So they had to do it digitally. And the Saruman falling is an actual stuntman in a wire wire get up. Nice. Like falling end over end. That's awesome. So like that that's an actual person just like put into the scene falling. 
which is cool. I, I can't find the wires, so. Yeah. Good job, editing team. Because sometimes you can see the wires in wire work. I mean, especially stuff that's 20 years old. Right. So, yeah. Peter Jackson in the commentary keeps teasing that 25th anniversary edition with, like, all of the content. Yeah. I'm just, like, 2024. tapping my wrist. Where is it at? Did, oh, do we have to do this again? <laughs> with the Super Mega Ultra. <laughs> It'd be a lot of retreading. We, just, we can't do it. We can review them. If we, okay, whatever we do after this, if we do something after this in like, you know, the year. Oh, after, after doing these three things, I just, I don't want to do any more Lord of the Rings for a while. I was going to say, like, I will review, uh, uh, like a show with you, but I'm not doing Naruto. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, definitely not. I wouldn't want to do Naruto. Are you kidding me? The, the manga would be much easier than the, the show, but like the. I'm just tying it all together. Yeah. Nah. Force master. If I could get someone to do an episode by episode breakdown of an anime with me, that'd be cool. I'd want to do something like relatively long, but not like, not like, nine hundred episodes long. Is Naruto really nine hundred episodes? I don't remember how it's over seven hundred. I'm pretty Shut sure. Shut up! No way. Yeah. Oh my god. Shonen series get long. One Piece is over a thousand episodes right now. I will not do that one. It's good. No. Yeah. It's fine. It just looks weird. Yep. You get used to it. You stop noticing. No, it's scary. He's got a crazy face, Norman. Yeah. He's got soulless, beady eyes and a stupid straw hat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. We're Lord of the Rings Minute. (laughs) We sure are. Oh, no. So, uh, thanks for uh, joining our spooky talk about bog bodies. Tis the season, whatever. It's October. Right. Um, Spooky season. Spooky talk. Speaking about um, spooky stories, I was just recently on an episode of the Protagonist podcast talking about The Mask of the Red Death um, with uh, the host, Joe Doraski, and that was a lot of fun. Um, That's my favorite um, Edgar Allan Poe short story, so if you're in the mood for, like, I don't know, literature conversation, um, go check out Protagonist podcast if you haven't already. Doctor's Companion is in full swing. Um, I do that with Scott and Nick. Of various other dueling genre prod, uh, pro, I was gonna say projects and podcasts at the same time, but it was very difficult. But yes, all of the above. Um, and okay, if you've listened through this show, um, and you haven't checked out any of the other podcasts, I understand that time is limited, but like, go check it out. Right, your time in this mortal coil is is brief and right. limited. Yes, I sincerely uh, appeal. I appeal to you to uh check check some of them out there's a lot of good stuff so please and thank and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about i don't know not bog bodies a dead old man yeah wholesome (laughs) (laughs) get it because he's impaled and stabbed bye bye
genre.